Hearts, baby. Let's talk about treachery. Let's talk about all the encounter cards and the good cards that can be. Welcome back to Two Lily Investigators. As a little snippet of music just for you guys. Uh, so today we're here to talk about Shattered Aeons. It's the last pack in the Forgotten Age cycle. Uh, so this is the last pack we're going to see until Circle Undone comes out, which is yeah. the next Deluxe expansion. Yeah, there's a lot of cool cards in this set. Mm -hmm. We just uh, had pre-conversations about them, and now we're about to have actual conversations about them. Oh, yes. So the first card, as you can see on the left, is Kerosene. Another staple card from Elder Tor and all the other games. Kerosene is a three-cost asset with a brain icon on it, or willpower icon. It's an item. It uses three supplies, and it gets discarded if there's none on it, like first aid does. And as an action, if an enemy was defeated this location this round, exhaust Kerosene and spend a supply and heal two horror from among investigators and assets at your location. Yeah. I thought this was a pretty nifty card, yeah. I think. It's uh, for a person who is killy. It's good to have it like on, the pers on, on your person running around because you can just kill something and then like just heal off to horror mm -hmm. if you're taking a lot of horror i was thinking caroline could play it because she could follow people around uh and it doesn't take up any slots so that's kind of cool because you can just have kerosene on you you don't know care doesn't take a hand or yeah anything like that you yeah. just got a bunch of kerosene yeah so i thought it was nifty kind of expensive uh, that's why I thought its drawback was, and also yeah. uses an action. Yeah, that's true. So I'm waiting for them to come up with a card like like uh, Zippo, and if you like, it says on it like if you have kerosene now, you can discard Zippo to do like five damage to a thing. I'd be really cool if they did that. <laughs> like but. super convoluted dynamite. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be really cool. Yeah, maybe it costs less. Maybe the Zippo is free to play, and that's but you have to like have it all in your hand. All right, the next card we have is basically that, but not. It's a flamethrower. <laughs> it's a flamethrower. Uh, four cost, five experience asset with two fisticuffs and a question mark on it. It's an item, weapon, firearm. So I think you can use like marksmanship with <laughs> the flamethrower. And you can, I think you can use blessed ammunition as well, oh, which man. would be sweet. Interesting. The would blessed be really fires cool. of the emperor. <laughs> uh, it uses four ammo and it, you spend an ammo to fight and the chosen enemy for this attack has to be the engaged enemy with the highest fight value that you're engaged with. Uh, and you get plus four fisticuffs for the attack. And if you succeed, instead of standard damage, you deal four damage amongst the enge enemies engaged with you. And any additional damage adds to that four. So that's it's kind of cool in the sense that like you get to have plus four attack for four resources. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, dealing four damage is like, all right, it's kind of on par with like what... I mean, if we're looking at it straight from like a magic yeah. perspective, it's passing this vanilla test that we would have where you're paying four, getting four uses have four strength and do yeah. four damage. Uh, the fact that you can distribute it can mean that you might be able to kill something you might not be able to kill otherwise. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. maybe. I, don't I know. just feel four damage isn't like a lot if you're, I mean, on one da on one creature it would be, but if you're engaged with multiple, distributing across lots of things. Well, you don't have to distribute it. Well, yeah. So on one creature, four damage is a lot. But mm -hmm. like, if you're engaged in, with multiple, which you would want to be with this. Yeah. Uh, it's it it is it does not a lot. So if you're fighting one creature, it's just like probably worse than like one of the higher tier gods. Like I just want a lightning gun or like a bar. I got like a bar. Or, or, yeah, yeah, like the bar, or and the fat other know, thing that we're like not talking about is yeah, machetes are solid. <laughs> uh, is it's two hands and a body slot, so you can't have anything on your body or in either hand. So that's kind of a downside. I think I like this card a little more than you though because I think that. 
the 12 damage in a good turn could be like a game changer that's a lot of damage and the nice part is you can like you don't have to overkill with it right yeah. so like that's kind of one of the things i was running into playing like a protector guardian paladin knights is like mm-hmm. overkilling you're like oh, i'm gonna kill this thing and you deal like five damage and you're like well it needed two so like this card kind of helps you distribute it but it does take a lot because you're like sitting there and you can't do anything else that you might want. You know? uh, I suppose like you could be engaged with the highest thing with attack and put it on other things you're not engaged with. You have to be engaged with the creatures that you deal damage to. Is That's, that is that, yeah. is that what it said? Okay. Uh, it amongst enemies engaged with you, which is the oh, other downside. Okay, yes. So like you have yeah. to basically like taunt the turn before you do this. Yeah. See. So I think it could be cool with Zoe maybe and some stuff, but. There, I'm going to build a deck just to use this flamethrower. You wait. You wait. I, I, You'll see. I want You'll it. see. <laughs> Give it reliable, too. Oh, that would be so cool. All right, our next card is our first secret card. It's called Vantage Point. A one cost, no experience, which is rare in this set, or this set of cards. Event with a book and a foot icon. It's an insight event, so uh, anybody who cares about having insights events in their discard piles or things like that would want this. It's fast, and it says play after a location enters play or is revealed during an investigator's turn. And it says, until the end of the active player investigator's turn, that location gets one minus one shroud, and you can move one clue to that location from any other location. Yeah. This one is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it combos really well with field work. Yeah. In fact, it combos perfectly with field work, mm-hmm. because you would immediately have something to investigate with your plus two. Yeah, even if it doesn't normally have clues. Yeah. Which is a really cool part about this card. The moving clues thing is something that we don't see very often, but it's super crazy. Yeah. So, I agree. And that's a good that's a good play. Like, move to a location, like, and it's like a no clue location, and you're just like, I'm gonna take this one off this high cost, do it here, get all these bonuses, got that clue, nailed it. Yeah. Sweet. And I think the insight replayability is going to be big. I think there's cards that I think I'm pretty sure there's cards that let you play insight cards from your discard pile. Uh, all right, our next card is Necotic Manuscripts, and Tyler and I looked it up. So uh, no comments about how we're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but we went through like 15 iterations, and I think one was Pancoctic, and that's not right. Yeah. Just to be clear. Would, yeah. <laughs> it's a five cost, five experience uh, asset with a book and a question mark. And it's an item relic tome. So uh, tomes and tome searchers and relic searchers. This is a good card. This could be cool in a um, the Ursula deck with the yeah. the lady who gets Hauser like extra mm-hmm. extra relics. She, she can like hold on to relics and then they don't count as your hand size. Uh, uses three secrets and it says as a reaction when an investigator or location will perform a skill test during revelation, you can spend a secret and do not reveal a chaos token for that test. And then similarly, you can spend a secret and choose an investigator at your location and do not reveal chaos tokens for the next skill test they perform this round. So you could, like, give it to somebody who you know has to do something really important yep. and, like, they don't have to reveal a token. So if their base skill is higher than, you know, what they would do or they commit cards to it, you're 100% success. That yeah. is so powerful in this game oh, yeah. to not have to worry about that one token, the, the terrible autofail token. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or just, like standing around protecting them from the horrible mythos that might like come down and destroy them i guess you playing this in like a like a mintai fawn deck where you like use scavenging to get this back because she can investigate well and like you can do this a bunch and you can like use scavenging to get this back out because it's an item okay. so you can like scavenge the narcotic manuscripts back out 
I think that could be really cool. Mm -hmm. And since she's already kind of a support class anyway, this is a perfect card to throw in her deck if you have five experience. Yeah. So. Seems pretty I think there's another card I think that came out recently that lets you like do a test and if you succeed you can put something out equal to the successes you have so you could get this out for a little cheaper or something like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of this card. There's a the lot. There's a few five experience cards in this set that are just like not so, not so, but not so. All right, it's the final piece of the puzzle, Tyler. Borrowed time. This is the final <laughs> piece, all, all the final the exceptional card to have a twenty turn. Mega turn, a 20 action mega turn. For a deck <laughs> full of exceptional cards. <laughs> yeah, if you put all the exceptional, so let's, so you can make decks, right? Like you can put experience in them before you play them, right? And for every like five, 10 you spend, you have to put another weakness. I wonder how many you would have to take, how many weaknesses you'd have to take to put all these exceptional cards in there. Like a ton. Yeah. Okay. You, you would, your deck would probably be half weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Borrowed Time is a one cost, three experience asset with a, a brain and a foot icon on it. It's a ritual, which is interesting, because it takes up an arcane slot. It's exceptional, and it says, as an action, you can place one resource on borrowed time as a click to a maximum of three clicks on borrowed time, and it does not provoke an attack of opportunity. Uh, when your turn begins, you can remove all clicks. You, I'm sorry, it's a forced effect that says when your turn begins, remove all clicks from borrowed time, and you may take that many additional actions this turn. So, so go ahead and say what you were saying earlier about you can have more than six... Because I was like, oh, yeah. when I first saw it, I was like, you can have six, you can just take them from one and go to the other, but then Tyler mentioned something. Oh, yeah, something. because, like, at the start of your turn, like, even if you, like, just play this, you can just, you spend, like, one turn, or one turn playing it, and you can, like, do two clicks, and you'd have, like, five mm -hmm. extra turns. And then you could put, like, but, three on, and you could start stacking it. Yeah, but, okay. like, if you're, if you're playing, like, a rogue, you almost certainly, like, have more than three, three turns. So mm -hmm. like, you're putting you're With maxing this turn. out like every t every turn. It's like a Leo DeLuca. You yeah. could use quick thinking, like stuff like that, where you could get extra actions that you could just funnel into borrow time. Yeah, and then like one turn you could take a, like you know three extra that turn, which could be cool. Yeah, that could save you. It could get you out of a bad spot. It could. Um, and it does. Yeah. The one thing about this exceptional item is it doesn't go away. Like it stays out, which is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, because you know, most of the exceptional stuff is like discard this and do a thing, or like remove it from the game or whatever, right? This one just kind of hangs out and does yeah. what it does. I believe it, it hangs out forever. So mm -hmm. like once you put it down, you are taking basically three extra turns. Well, you'd have to. So you have to put them in though, because you don't just get three. There's not three well, clicks. Yeah, in there, so you okay. put it in, and then uh, you get your three extra turns, and then I guess you'd have to. Like keep putting them in every time, but like. But if you had that cards there, you could do it. Like you could stack up like three extra Deluca actions, right? Yeah. And that's kind of interesting because sometimes when you have that many actions, you're not using them all. But I think it's cool. But I think this is probably one of the ones I would put in a deck. Like I was looking at cards for the Fin deck I'm running in Carcosa, like with the other group, and this was I was like, man, I want to put one of these exceptionals, but they're all kind of like too. They're too much experience for what for what I have or something so I could afford this one and it could be actually really interesting because Leo DeLuca gets or uh, Finn gets that extra action every turn anyway yeah um, alright our next card is probably one of my favorites um, in this set and in this, probably the whole cycle too um, it's called All In it's a 5 experience skill it's got 2 question mark icons and it's fortune it says max commit 1 committed per skill test it says if this skill test is successful draw 1 card for each point you succeed by to a maximum of 5 and then you shuffle each weakness drawn by this effect back into your deck without resolving it. So 
the normal problem with getting drawing a bunch of extra cards is that you could hit a weakness and then you can just totally wreck yourself, right? This card kind of solves its own problem, which is commit it to a test. Maybe in you have if you're in a if you're in a rogue, you probably are committing. You're trying to get two over anyway, right? Yeah. So you're probably going to hit one to two over anyway. Draw two to five extra cards, and then just get rid of your weaknesses. Oh yeah. And put them back, and you, so you get like you know between depending on how many weaknesses you have, anywhere between zero to five extra cards. Oh you yeah. Know? yeah. So I know free draw is good, and free draw off a skill test is even better. Yeah. So. Yeah, very solid card. I just like that it says shuffle the weaknesses back in because you're going all in, man. You don't get punished <laughs> for that. All right, our first seeker card, or I'm sorry, our first mystic card is uh, is Shards of the Void. It is a three cost, three experience asset with a brain and a fist icon, and it's a spell. It seals the zero token, which is kind of cool or interesting, and it has three charges. And so there's a paragraph of text here, so bear with us. It's as an action, you can spin one charge or release a chaos token sealed here, and then you can fight, and this attack uses brain instead of fist because it's a spell, and you get plus one damage. So that's like the first thing, right? You can do that. That's you, So you get to attack at your brain and deal an extra damage. And then you get plus two f for this attack for each zero token sealed on the shards of the void. So if you didn't take the zero off and used a charge instead, you'd get the plus two to your brain. So plus two brain and plus one damage. And then it says, for each zero token revealed during this attack, seal that token on Shards of the Void, and this attack deals one additional damage. So you can start these cycles of like where maybe you put the zero back in and draw it back out. You lose the plus two brain, but you deal three damage, and then you have the zero to use again if you don't want to get rid of the charges, right? Or you could just use the charge and get the plus two and possibly seal another zero. Yeah. So there's like lots of crazy stuff you can do with this spell. And it doesn't actually hurt you when you draw the skulls and stuff like that, which is nice. Yeah, it saves you a lot of horror. And it's versatile. You can choose damage, or if you're fighting like a high fight enemy, you can just be like, well, I, I need some extra brains to go for it. Yeah, and if you can combine it with some stuff that lets you, like, like premonition... If you like get a zero on premonition, you know what you're gonna get, so you can like do some really cool stuff with no, premonition. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Uh, if yeah. if you're playing like a, I don't know if there's a Mystic Survivor yet because I'm bad at knowing the cards in this game, but uh, <laughs> if there was a Mystic Survivor, you could do stuff where maybe um, you can like uh, there's a card I use for Calvin where it says you can reveal X additional tokens where X is the difference between your skill value and the skill test. So if you do that, you can really like hone in on getting things. You might be able to seal one or two zeros in a single turn, depending on what level you're playing on. So, I'm a big fan of Shards of the Void, especially because it has sweet ass art. <laughs> no, no pardon in my French there. Now we're about to see the most powerful card I think in this entire set. Like All In was great, but this card is ridiculous. Yeah, I think this is like my favorite card in this like release right here yeah if you go to arkham db this next card we're going to talk about the name is so long that it's actually weird to look at with the other cards because it's like <laughs> such a such a long name it's one of the longest names in the game um the card is called seal the seventh seal of the seventh sign over the threshold and beyond uh it's got really cool art that's i'm pretty sure from dunwich um because that, that looks like a Shoggoth or something that's like breaking through or the void, or maybe it's just Yogg-Sothoth anyway. But it's a four-cost, five-experience asset with a brain and a question mark, and it's a r spell ritual. So that means you know it, people care about rituals can have it, and um, some of the I can never remember her name Akicha, I think it is. She can put an extra charge on it because it's charges. When you play this thing, it seals the auto fail, 
and it has seven charges on it. It uses seven charges. And it says if seal of the seventh sign has no charges on it or it leaves play, remove it from the game. So you can only use it once per scenario. Yeah. This is an exile, so that's good. It's one. It's removed from the game, meaning you can't cycle it back in somehow, right? So if you play it, no bouncing it, that'll leave play. You know, anything yeah. like that's going to push it out. So make sure you don't mess with it. But it seals the elder sign. That's crazy. So all the stuff we were just talking about, mitigating risk, you cannot have to worry about those. Oh, yeah. But it says forced. After you reveal a skull, occultist, tablet, or elder thing token, is reveal, uh, if those are revealed, in any skill test, remove one charge from seal of seventh sign. So in any test that anybody's doing, if you reveal one of those, you, you know, yeah. are going... And you know, in a multiplayer game, those will probably like go by really fast... So, but that means for those seven tests, let's yeah. say you get the lowest number and it's oh, the yeah. first yeah. seven tests, you didn't, you could not have drawn the elders, yeah. the, the auto fail. Yeah, definitely. But like, if I'm not sure how many cards, if any, seal you can use to seal other uh, stuff, those symbols. But I think there's one, at least one or two. Like there's seal of the elder sign, and then there's the um, there's another one that seals a skull, I think. Yeah, but like... Thonian Relic or something I like mean, that. you definitely want to put those in your deck if you have... Oh, yeah. If you have this, so... Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's just, like, so beneficial. <laughs> yeah, seal the Elder Sign will seal... Um... Seals oh, it doesn't sign. actually seal... No, it doesn't seal the Elder Sign. It just treats it as an Elder Sign. Oh, okay. But what's the seal one? Because that is important to know. There we go. Crystalline Elder Sign is the one I'm thinking of. So Crystalline Elder Sign seals a plus one or... A, no, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Let's see. Serpents of Yig. That's what I'm... The Chthonian Stone. Yeah, the Chthonian Stone will seal uh, one of the ones that you're looking for. Okay. And so you can... But you only have one Chthonian Stone out at a time, so there's that. And then uh, I think that's it as far as sealing bad stuff. But you can at least get one of those out. Um, you can also use yeah. this with... Um, there's a mystic card that lets you draw um, like draw additional tokens if you spin charges off of it and so you can kind of negate drawing a bad one yeah and you can like you there's basically chaos bag stacking cards which is yeah <laughs> and this card with all these other cards can make a really cool support character that just like uh, yeah does some stuff on the side maybe supports everybody but also controls the bag from being like a jerk. <laughs> that would that'd be a very meta character. That would be really cool. Um, all right, our next card is our first survivor card. It's a one cost event. It's called Impromptu Barrier. It's a tactic and it's improvised. So, uh, tactics mean that Mark Harrigan can take it, which is kind of cool because Mark Harrigan is a is a bomb. He's the bomb. <laughs> He's the bomb diggity. Just like all the other improvised cards or the cards that are uh, imp uh, imp impromptu. Um, it from your uh oh yeah you can play for discard pile but they're all tactics so oh, okay. they can go in other other decks but this one says you can play it from your discard pile and if you do you shuffle it to your deck after resolving so play it once to put it in your discard pile and then you can play it again to, to put it back so there's a total of, of three of these now that actually go to your discard pile and then you shuffle them back so you can have a total of six that you're messing around with at any given time uh, if you have them all out and this one is that you're evade so you have your fight and you have your investigate and this one is the evade so <laughs> And uh, survivors are not flashy with all these. No, with uh, all these people who are like <laughs> feeling the auto fail and like. But they, yeah, they're like they're subtle because 
there's a whole there's like there's got to be something here with this minus one like their whole the whole improvised impromptu stuff is all minus one this one says evade when you evade the chosen enemy gets minus one evade for this attempt and if you played from your discard pile you can evade additional enemies yeah like totally changes the math and like Mm -hmm. how everything works out but it's it's not flashy at all but i think it's cool i really want to (laughs) build i want to build like a a survivor deck that's just based around these impromptu cards and or these improvised cards and see if like there's something there like no i don't know if there is but i think it could be cool like i think it could be really cool but that's just there's, me. There's someone in Fantasy Flight who's just like, oh, like uh, you have to do it. Yeah, it's it's like, a, like it's like a super like secret thing that he's just <laughs> like built into the game. It's just like these impromptu gods can beat anything, any scenario. Well, like you, so if you use that, uh, the invest the 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 one we we're just talking about, the investigate one, winging it, and you have a skeleton key, it means that the route zero, right? So you yeah. can't fail. If you if you do that combo, which could be really cool, but uh, I don't know. There's some weird stuff that goes on there. But uh, Alter Fate is our final card. It's a it's a one cost three experience event. This is this is the flashy the flashy survivor card that they get. Yeah, especially with the art because the the interesting part uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. But it's a question mark. It's a spell and it's blessed, so Father Matteo can have it in his deck. Go Matteo. We always have to mention it. Yeah, uh, it's fast and you can play it during any player's uh, immediate action or like a uh, quick action window. And it says, choose and discard from play a non-weakness treachery that's not attached to an elite enemy. I wish I would have had this card when we started, because getting rid of, like, yeah, like Frozen yeah. in Fear and stuff like that is so annoying. And yeah. it, it, sometimes you can't do it if you're not playing the right character. And so. uh, especially in this set, you get the Serpent serpent Curse, and if yep. you have High Vengeance, uh, which we do, because we just murder all the snakes, uh, you can't get rid of it. Yeah, there's a lot of cards that this helps with, and I like that it's fast, and it's cheap and it works and except for like in like Dunwich I guess in Dunwich there's a bunch of stuff that attaches to elite enemies so don't play it in Dunwich but in this one it's good but this is kind of interesting because the the card that's on there is the fate is the, the, the tower it's like a tarot card right but the whole way they were spoiling the circle and done was with tarot cards so I wonder if there's going to be like more of these kind of like tarot references yeah. in the cards that we're going to see yeah. but that would be pretty cool um, but that's all we have this time um, that's all the cards there's not like 50 of our rogue cards this time, so it's a little shorter. Yeah. But I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, we're kind. Of, I'm. I know I'm excited for Circle Undone, because that starts the cycle with the dual class cards, and the dual class cards were confusing everybody, and that makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we'll get to that. We'll do that review. We'll probably do the types like we did last time. Like we'll go over the individual like investigator and then their types so be ready for that when that comes out i think that's next month or the month after so yeah thanks for watching like comment subscribe yep see you next time investigator